Good morning, and welcome to Monday Mornings. With Maddie and Morgan. I'm Maddie. And I'm Morgan. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I think we're, we might be adding a new recording day to our repertoire. I don't know if we've recorded on a Sunday yet. I don't think so. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> we're just checking them all off. <laughs> yeah. Really, it's Sunday night, and I'm really having <clears throat> Sunday scaries about going to work tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Not into it. <laughs> Not yeah. super pumped, but I get to fly to Utah on Tuesday, so I'm pretty pumped about that. I'm so jealous. Next time, <laughs> I'm coming with you. Yes. But we're going to be off the grid for a month in, like, a couple weeks. I would be like, all right, I'm coming. <laughs> yeah. True. Morgan's leaving me for a month to go hide in the woods. It's fine. Yeah. Maybe I just won't come back. <laughs> with you? <laughs> from a cave that I'm living in. <laughs> Might have really bad acoustics, though. We're really good acoustics, depending on the size of the cave. If it's like True. a teeny tiny cave, then perfect. <laughs> True. We'll have to find you like the perfect cave. <laughs> Like the Goldilocks of caves. Yes. All right. Speaking of the outdoors, what are we covering this week? (laughs) This week, we're doing another animal episode, and I'm going to be talking about turtles. Yay! I'm really excited. I had this episode I'm (laughs) I'm dedicating to my former tortoise, Franklin. Rip. Who died a couple, like, probably a month ago now. And yeah. Yeah, poor guy. He was supposed to live a lot longer than he did. Oh, he was sweet. He was a character. Just but. monched some leaves. Yep, all, that's all he did was monch some leaves. So, rest in peace, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, just like with the Bears episode... I'm going to wholeheartedly assume that everybody listening knows what a turtle is. (laughs) I'll go through it anyway, just in case. Yes. (laughs) Turtles are in the taxonomic class Reptilia and in the order Testudines. Anatomically, turtles have a bony or cartilaginous shell that obviously acts as a shield from predators and environmental factors. Yeah. Personally, I think having a shell would be awesome. Yeah. When you're stressed, just tuck in. <laughs> Don't want to deal it's with like, people, just tuck in. <laughs> it's like when you're like, okay, bye, and put like your hood on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Sounds like a dream, honestly. Yeah. Except heavy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's weird that like, I don't know. Turtles confuse me because, like, their insides don't make sense, but... (laughs) I'll tell you more about them, don't worry. (laughs) So, the first turtle-type creatures are thought to have existed in the late Triassic period, which is about 220 million years ago. Damn. So, that might be the, like, the furthest we've gone in the Wayback Machine so far. Yeah, I don't... I don't think I've gone that far yet. (laughs) I haven't either. I think I might have mentioned something in the millions of years ago with bears, but not that far. 
yeah. or spiders, but not that far. There are currently around 360 known species of turtles globally, which kind of seems like a lot, but compared to other types of animals, it's not actually that many. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because many of them are threatened or endangered. Oh. As we know, bears were different. There was only eight species. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> there was also a lot of subspecies, so that changes things. But Of the 360 known turtle and tortoise species, 187 of them are threatened. Oh. I know. According to the IUCN Red List criteria. Of these, 127 are endangered or critically endangered. That's sad. I know. It makes me sad. Reptiles and amphibians tend to... They're less... I mean, I could talk about this all day, but they're considered, (laughs) like, a less charismatic species. So, like, they're not something like a polar bear that are, like, really cute and people want to save them. They get lots of press because they're, like... They're like a poster child for climate change or habitat loss or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, I think turtles are cute, but they're not to the general public, not so much. Yeah. (laughs) One of my friends growing up always had, like, a bunch of turtles. She had, like, a tortoise, I think. And then she had um, some little, like, turtles that lived in, like, an aquarium, and they had a big rock that they would go up and sit on, it was so cute, and they were so tiny. That's so lovely. Yeah. So, turtles are ectotherms, or cold-blooded, meaning that their internal temperature varies according to the ambient environment, which is why they climb up on the rocks and bask so much like other reptiles do. Oh, they're so cute. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm this is I'm trying to not make this a tangent, but at work every spring, one of my sites that I go to every day, there's like I swear last year I counted like the it was like the first warm day in the spring, I counted like eighty something turtles <gasps> in this tiny pond basking on rocks. That's amazing. <laughs> They're so cute. I mean, we both currently live in like literally swamps essentially like wetlands so we both see a lot of turtles and like my favorite places to go walking are like just basically swamps and I always love to see them out in the sun on the water on their little logs they look so content I just like they truly live the life like yeah (laughs) eat some stuff lay in the sun for a while that's it lay some eggs maybe yeah but So, turtles are divided into two large groups according to how they actually retract their necks into their shells. Okay, that's wild because that's the scariest thing about them to me. Yes, it's so (laughs) weird. So, the suborder Pleurodira retracts laterally to the side, so they, like, tuck it almost, like, underneath their shell to the side. Okay. Like, so laterally to the side, anterior to their shoulder girdles, so, like, parallel to their shoulder girdles. Gotcha. While Cryptodira retracts straight back, like, what you think of for a turtle, like, straight forward and back. And 
these motions are largely due to the arrangement of their cervical vertebrae. For whatever reason, there are two distinct, distinct morphologies of how their cervical vertebrae are in their neck and how flexible they are, but... Wacky. And, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the primary function and evolutionary implication of neck retraction is thought to be for feeding. So they have like a, a longer range of motion. Does that make sense? Yeah. Rather than protection, even though normally we think of them retracting their necks into their shells as like a form of protection. I mean, that makes sense. Like, if you've ever literally seen any turtle eat, yeah, they stretch their neck, like, all the way out. <laughs> they go so far. <laughs> uh, excuse the sounds in the background, Sage. My little gray cat is really wanting to play fetch, so I'm trying to appease her. <laughs> Therefore, there are, thump- there are thumps in the background <laughs> from her flying off the couch. <laughs> it's okay, I just have to text my family to ask to let my cat out of my room that I'm in, because she's, um... <laughs> currently screaming at the door (laughs) (laughs) love it so now we have to talk about the shell the upper part of the shell is called the carapace so like the part that you would see if you were standing over a turtle and the bottom is called the plastron okay and then between the plastron and the carapace are what are called the bridges which are little bony pieces that connect them Mm-hmm. So, the inside of the shell actually has about 60 bones, which includes the ribs and parts of the backbone. So, oh, okay, that wildly sense. important. So, no, a turtle can't crawl out of its shell, no matter what you saw in cartoons as a kid, <laughs> because their rib cage and their spinal column are attached to their shell, like they're part of their shell. <laughs> yeah. Which I will definitely put a picture on our Instagram because it's really cool to look at on, like, an x-ray or even just an anatomical diagram. The first time I, well, I'll get into my work with turtles later, but the first time I found a turtle shell, I looked at it, I was like, what the heck? I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> this was like, after I had been in school for four years. <laughs> There's a massive... Uh, lack of classes about reptiles so the outside of the shell is covered in scutes which are made of keratin like your hair or your fingernails Mm -hmm. so that's like the part that kind of looks like like a soccer ball pattern so each one of those scaly pieces is a scute Hmm. and the scutes actually overlap the seams between the shell bones which makes stronger so like if you look at a turtle shell skeleton it's like the scoot the scutes are not on it anymore so it's almost like like you would see on a human skull where it's like the suture marks yeah so it looks like that but then the scutes obviously are on the outside and they connect to that suture line Mm -hmm. which reinforces the shell so that's cool. There are some turtles that don't have scutes, but have a weird, like, leathery skin all over their shell instead. Yeah. 
like a soft shell turtle or a leatherback turtle. Interesting. And this is my favorite fun fact. You can actually age a turtle by the rings on its scutes, just like a tree. Oh, that's wild. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And as far as their legs, tortoises have stubby legs and feet with claws with, like, longer, like, walking claws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and aquatic turtles tend to have similar shaped legs, but with webbed feet and even longer claws. Yeah. the sea turtles have flippers. So they're, like, yeah. sea turtles, honestly, are, like, their own category. For example, the, the Ologies podcast did a... Um, test deutonology episode which I got some of this information from but then they also did a whole episode on sea turtles because there was so much other stuff that had to do with specifically sea turtles so oh yeah (laughs) I'm not going to talk a ton about them but I will mention them here and there yay all right so next up I know this question is pretty much the first thing that people ask when it comes to turtles and I know Maddie was wondering about this too. There <laughs> other people were as well. So, what is the difference between a turtle, a tortoise, and a terrapin? The well, terrapin. I'm tell you. I'm gonna tell you. Okay. Colloquially, when we think of the term turtle, we think of freshwater and sea turtles. But in the most Basic explanation, all tortoises and terrapins classify as turtles, but not all turtles classify as tortoises or terrapins. Gotcha. No big deal. Squares and rectangles. Huh? Said squares and rectangles. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, typically, turtles, as we think of them, are fully aquatic, and... Because of this, their feet are normally webbed, or in the case of sea turtles, like we talked about, their legs are longer and form flippers and are, like, super muscly because they have to swim. (laughs) They're, like, rock solid. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Also, their body is more streamlined than, like, tortoises or terrapins because they have to swim through the water. So, if they're, obviously, you want to minimize resistance. Mm Mm-hmm. Turtles will leave the water to lay their eggs or to bask in the sun, like we talked about. Mm. But in the winter, they might even dig a hole into the mud of a riverbank and then sleep until spring comes. So most aquatic turtles will hibernate over the winter. Yeah. You find it less with tortoises because a lot of them live in warmer environments. Like here in New England, we don't have any native tortoises. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, like, I mean, if if tortoises do hibernate, um, they tend to dig a den underground. Yeah. Which is cool. Well, like, gopher tortoises down in the southern part, the, su- the southeast of the U.S., I guess it would be. Yeah. Uh, but, anyway. So, sea turtles eat... Jellyfish, sea sponges, and seaweed, and kelp. Mm. And then freshwater turtles will eat plants, insects, and even small fish. Pretty much anything that will swim by them. Yeah. They're pretty omnivorous, which is 
I mean, that's like something that you wouldn't expect for something that is so tends to be endangered. Yeah. Typically, a lot of endangered or threatened species are very specialized in what they eat. But true. turtles are just unique. <laughs> they're so cute. I love when they're in the like swamps and stuff, and they're or like the little uh, wetland areas, and they're eating the little uh, lily pads and the yeah, <laughs> all this stuff. And I see them swimming around, and then they like pop their little heads up. Oh my god, I love turtles so much. From having a tortoise, I might on our Instagram, I might put a video of Franklin eating yes. because it just looks like the most like inefficient thing ever. <laughs> yeah. They don't have teeth, so they have a beak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they just, like, he ate spring mix was his food of choice. And oh, yeah. He would take tiny, tiny bites, but it looks like they're, like, chomping into a steak. It's like <laughs> this huge mouth motion to take a minuscule bite of lettuce. <laughs> it's very comical. <laughs> it's so funny and it's quite adorable, I do have to say. It is. So speaking of tortoises, tortoises live only on land and therefore don't have webbed feet, but instead their feet are rounded and more stumpy. They kind of look like elephant feet. Stumpy. (laughs) Yeah, they're like the shape of elephant feet. Yeah. Which allows them to walk on land and then dig burrows for themselves. They will sometimes go in the water to cool off or to drink, but they can't swim. Oh. Yeah, so they like wade. Or just soak, because otherwise they get dehydrated. So, that is another hilarious thing, is to watch a tortoise drink water. Because they have to... I didn't mention this further on, but they have to stick their entire head underwater to drink. (laughs) (laughs) Like, everything about them just seems like an evolutionary failure. Because everything about them just seems so inefficient. (laughs) You're like, oh, this is why they're endangered. Oh my gosh, speaking of that, there's a, the desert tortoise is like a highly endangered tortoise in the southwestern U.S. Mm-hmm. And they're highly endangered because if they get stressed in any capacity, so like if a human comes anywhere near them, if they encounter any sort of predator, <laughs> they just pee and then die. <laughs> oh my god, I've heard about that. Yep. They like oh. ear pee and then just die. Yep. So, yeah, there's some issues to be worked out. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, <laughs> tortoises can eat low-growing shrubs, shrubs, grasses, cacti, fruits, and other plants. So they don't, they're not hunting for anything. Yeah. They're pretty much vegetarian, but their shells, so a tortoise shell has more of a dome shape. Because they don't have to be streamlined for swimming. They're, like, kind of a chunk, usually. (laughs) Yeah. Or, like, a circle. (laughs) (laughs) The term terrapin is given to semi-aquatic turtles that live in the water less frequently and tend to live near brackish water. And brackish water is just a mixture of salt and fresh water. Gotcha. They're kind of a, what you would call, like, a middle ground between a tortoise and a turtle. Mm-hmm. So they spend about half of their time on land and half in the water. Their Do shells have... also... Sorry, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Do we have terrapin in New England? We don't. 
Not that I know of. But their shells also tend to be more dome-shaped than an aquatic turtle, but, like, not quite as bulbous as a tortoise. So they're literally a middle ground. They're, like, the perfect in-between. Gotcha, yeah. So, like you said, it's like the square and rectangle thing, where squares are rectangles, but not rectangles aren't always squares. Gotcha. Um, so, like I said, terrapins and tortoises are turtles, but turtles aren't necessarily tortoises and terrapins. So, as far as their, like, life history and reproduction and all that jazz, turtles tend to be very solitary. They don't pair bond or really form any sort of social groups. So, I relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) In some turtle species, the females are, like, way larger and tend to outnumber males. Interesting. And I knew this was going to come up at some point, but the turtle sex scene is absolutely insane. (laughs) Yeah. Male turtles can have dicks that are up to half the size of their shell. (laughs) No! Which, like, it makes sense logistically because shells. Yeah. And turtles do have a cloaca, just like reptile, like all other reptiles and birds, meaning that they have, excuse my language, they have one orifice for everything. Oh, okay. In their butt. (laughs) (laughs) So this massive turtle penis is all folded up in the cloaca. And then... When it's needed, it just springs into action. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Should have left it at that. <laughs> it's so weird. It literally looks like... I'm going to send you a picture. It looks like... Oh, Jesus. A mushroom. <laughs> or like a, some sort of weird flower. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the caption to the picture. I would never joke about a turtle penis. <laughs> yeah, turtle penis is now in my search history. So <laughs> So the tweet is from 412 2019. It's by John Vanek, PhD, at wild underscore ecology. It says, sometimes I feel bad because even though I'm a scientist, parentheses, wildlife biologist, and parentheses, I don't understand much beyond basic physics, parentheses, such as black holes, parentheses. <laughs> and I remember that most physicists don't know what a turtle penis looks like. They're hideous. <laughs> oh my god, like, I... I encourage all of these, all of our listeners to look it up. Like, if you're embarrassed, just go on freaking incognito mode or whatever. But what I'm seeing is this thing that's, like, purplish black. About half the size of of the turtle. This turtle looks so mad. Yeah, with the, like, flower-like extension on the end of it. Yeah. It's terrible. But anyway. <laughs> I just knew you had to see that. So Thanks. 
No problem. Uh, why he said I would never joke about a turtle penis is because somebody responded, you were not joking. <laughs> oh no, it's real. Oh yes, it is. So, also, I'm sure that you've at least seen or heard about the sounds that go along with turtle reproduction. No. Oh, yeah, I'll have to add a video to our Instagram there. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'll send you a video after we record. We're going to get reported. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> reported for <laughs> turtle porn. <laughs> but you can cut that out if you want. <laughs> so, because turtles are reptiles, they lay eggs. So they lay whitish eggs that have kind of a soft slash leathery eggshell. Not like a chicken egg. That's hard. The shape of the egg does vary greatly between species. Like, I'll talk about more. I'll talk more about my work with turtles later. But part of my job was to identify which species eggshells came from. Yeah. And they're actually pretty distinct. Like, basically. Based on their texture and shape, which is kind of neat. Ooh. Oh, and another fun fact. In some species, the temperature at which the eggs are incubated determines whether the eggs will develop into a male or a female. Whoa. So, higher temps result in females and then lower temps result in males. So, which is interesting because that means you end up with a clutch that's entirely female or entirely male. Yeah, and that's got to be crazy with, like, climate change and stuff, too. Like, depending on the year, if it's incredibly hot or incredibly cold. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Wild. So, female turtles will dig a hole with their sharp little claws and then deposit their eggs into typically mud or sand, depending on the location. Mm Mm-hmm. And then cover them up to incubate, and then yeet out of there like nothing ever happened. (laughs) Between 70 and 120 days later, the little tiny turtles will hatch, squirm their way up through a substrate, and head out to the closest body of water. Which, baby turtles are my favorite thing in the world. Because they're an exact miniature of the adults oh yeah they come out with every feature that an adult turtle has they're just tiny (laughs) so (laughs) cute (laughs) so cute they do so even though baby turtles do have the instinct to go to the water once they hatch they do some of them tend to have a terrible sense of direction yeah When I was working with turtles, I found a lot of tiny baby turtles just trucking along through grass, like, way far in the opposite direction of the water. Yeah. (laughs) Where's that one, bud? (laughs) Like, where did did you come from? Exactly. So, clearly, parenting is not a thing at all in the turtle community. Hmm. And because they have long lifespans, especially compared to other animals of their size, they don't reach sexual maturity until later in life. 
For example, sea turtles typically don't reach sexual maturity until they're in their 30s. Neither do most men. So next, I have a bunch of turtle fun facts for you. Yay! <laughs> so the largest species of turtle is the leatherback sea turtle, which can be up to 7 feet long and up to 2,000 pounds. That's bigger than me. You're much bigger! <laughs> like, way bigger! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Meant by the seven feet long part of the two. <laughs> it's like a million Maddies. <laughs> I'm sorry. The smallest turtle is the speckled padloper tortoise, and the adults are only three to four inches when they're full grown. Guys, and they're endemic to South Africa, so it's the only place you can find them. So now, the MVP, the oldest turtle, who is Jonathan the tortoise, who I'm pretty sure you've sent me articles about before. Probably. (laughs) He's an Aldabra giant tortoise that hatched in in 1832. Damn, boy. Which means he's about 189 years old. Oh my god. Yeah. Wait. Can we go to his 200th birthday party? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm excited. He lives happily on the island of St. Helena, which is an island slash British territory in the South Atlantic Ocean. And it said that, quote, due to his old age, Jonathan spends his days doing almost everything with his mate, including eating, sleeping, and mating. End quote. Fun. His, na- his mate is named Frederick, formerly Frederica, who was thought to be a female, but it was discovered due to... So, the way you tell a female from a male in turtles is based on their plastron, like the shape of it. Mm-hmm. And... Frederick has a plastron almost deformity. So oh. they thought that Frederick was Frederica. But it was discovered that Frederica was actually a male. So Jonathan, the gay old tortoise, is living the dream <laughs> in the South Atlantic. I love him. <laughs> Me too. He's so cute. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't wait. I'm gonna put pictures on our Instagram of like the first picture of him as like as an adult. It was oh my god. It's like like it looks like a picture from the eighteen hundreds and it is He's seen so much. He's seen so much. He's been through so much. <laughs> that poor guy. I know. He's probably just like, let me freaking die already. (laughs) (laughs) I would. For real. All right. So the most common species of turtle is the box turtle in the U.S. I couldn't find stats on the most common species, like, globally, but Mm. that's what it is for the U.S. The rarest turtle. It's got to be hard to determined because a lot of turtle like in other countries turtles are a lot like can be farmed for food 
Yeah, and they're pretty elusive in the wild. Yeah. Even though they're slow-moving-ish. They They tend to be pretty sneaky. Yeah. Alright, so the rarest turtle is the Yangtze Giant Softshell Turtle. Ooh. Also known as the Red River Giant Softshell Turtle, also known as the Shanghai Softshell Turtle, also known as the Speckled Softshell Turtle, and also known as the Swinhoe Softshell Turtle. Oh. Lots of names. But, so, I read a bunch of stuff that said this was the most endangered species of turtle, but obviously that's constantly changing. Mm-hmm. And because there are so many endangered species of turtles... It's kind of hard to determine, but anyway. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The species is endemic to eastern and southern China and northern Vietnam. Lovely. Only five to six living individuals are known. One in China that's in captivity and three to four in Vietnam that are in the wild. I know. Following the death of a wild individual in Vietnam in January of 2016 and a captive individual in China in 2019, it became listed as critically endangered on the IUCN red list, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it also might be the largest living freshwater turtle in the world, which is pretty cool. Ooh. The female of the last breeding pair died at the Suzhou Zoo in China in April in 2019. That's a bummer. Yeah. But a wild female was discovered in Vietnam on October 22nd, 2020. So. Hey. Thanks for coming. Things are kind of looking up. Like you, I mean, we don't have to go into population genetics, but obviously... You need females to continue the population, so... Yeah, and finding one in the wild in 2020, after you're thinking that, like, a wild one died in January 2016, that's pretty... Right, so it was thought that the, the female that died in April 2019 at the zoo, it was thought that that was the last female, just in general. And then they discovered this wild one, which was, like, a huge deal. It was very exciting. Ooh. Anyway, now I'm just going to talk about myself for a little bit. Woo! So, I first moved to Vermont when I was hired to work on an endangered turtle protection project. Yes. In the Lake Champlain Islands, which was pretty sweet. I worked on that project for two summers in a row, and then I was hired on permanently into my current job at the airport. But this project that I was hired for aims to protect the eastern spiny softshell turtle, which is a state endangered species in Vermont. The project began in the early 2000s, and it's still running today. My agency was contracted by Vermont Fish and Wildlife to monitor, put up fencing, perform predator control at five different softshell nesting sites in the Lake Champlain Islands. Mm-hmm. Like we discussed before, turtles are pretty vulnerable to predators, especially because of their, you know, slow-moving nature and soft bodies. <laughs> yeah. Softshell turtles also don't, like we said before, don't have a hard bulbous shell. They have yeah. like 
leathery skin over their shell. So they're even more vulnerable, especially to like boat traffic, any sort of the adults aren't super vulnerable to predation, but they are vulnerable to other factors because they don't have that hard protective outer yeah. shell. And with continuously sh- like continuous shoreline development, loss of nesting habitat, people disturbing nesting habitat, nest predators, and tons of other factors, mm-hmm. <laughs> their population levels are pretty low. But, like I said, I could keep going on about this forever, but I'll definitely link some resources that you can all read more about and some papers that I've helped compile so that you can get an idea about the project if you're interested. But for those that aren't interested, I'm not going to keep going on about it. (laughs) (laughs) But these eastern spiny softshells are really cool. They look like dinosaurs. Softshell turtles in general tend to have So, a lot of turtles have, like, their eyeballs on the side of their heads. (laughs) Yeah. But a lot of softshell turtles have their eyes facing forward, and they have this, so they can breathe underwater, they have this, like, snout, (laughs) this long snout that sticks upward. It looks so funny. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Oh, don't worry, I have plenty of pictures. And finally, it wouldn't be my episode without talking about drama or (laughs) threats. Yep. So there are many major threats to turtles around the world, not shockingly. And humans have obviously caused the majority of them. Ooh. As expected. (laughs) Threats include the pet trade, overconsumption for food and medicine, loss of habitat, pollution, invasive species, and... Of course, climate change. Mm. Like I said before, more than half of the world's turtle species are threatened with extinction or near extinction. Loss of habitat is the number one factor that turtles face, especially as coastline development continues to expand both in freshwater and ocean areas. Like we said before, turtles are ectotherms, so they rely heavily (laughs) on basking to regulate their body temperature yeah so if there's no safe places for them to bask obviously that's going to be an issue for them mm-hmm. and sea turtles also have their own wide host of threats oh yeah <laughs> such as boats fishing nets and trash famously yes straws <laughs> straws And turtle trade on the black market for medicine, food, and pets is also a huge issue. Me. I have a couple quotes from an article that I found that I will... I was trying not to quote them, but they really said it the best. So... Yeah. I'm just going to use the quotes. (laughs) In there. Quote, the demand for turtles and tortoises as pets is growing, primarily in Asia. Rare species are seen as status symbols and collector's items and are sold for hundreds to thousands of dollars. Authorities estimate that millions of freshwater turtles and tortoises are exported from North America, Europe, and Africa each year. Turtle farms supply a vast number of animals to markets, but many are still captured in the wild. 
Turtle farming for food and medicinal markets is an, an enormous industry. In Southeast Asia, hundreds of millions of Chinese softshell turtles are bred for the table. Asian box turtles, such as the Chinese three-striped box turtle, are both captive bred and collected from the wild for their supposed medicinal value. More than 1,500 turtle farms exist in southern China alone. End quote. Yep. That makes me sad. Same. But also, like, culturally, it's... (laughs) Yeah, it's a fine line to walk. It's one of those situations where, similar to, like, the indigenous people in Arctic areas that hunt whales still, and they've had to develop regulations so that they're able to continue their cultural practices without decimating the whale population. Mm -hmm. It's, like, kind of a situation like that where there's a fine line to walk, and it's kind of regulations, like, developing regulations so that both parties are happy is hard (laughs) yeah especially because then like you get animal rights activists in there and it's just and then PETA calls it's the whole thing (laughs) guys PETA's not real (laughs) I was gonna say if any of you don't know PETA's bad but I think you all know if you listen to us so (laughs) yeah the other day I was listening to a podcast that I really like and somebody was like, oh, I don't know, like, you probably have to call PETA about that. And I was like, don't ever call us. And that's why we drink. It might have been. It was. And on their Patreon page, somebody mentioned it and they're like, did anybody hear that? And then there's a whole thing and it was this, yeah, anyway. Oh my <laughs> god, I haven't got on the Patreon, like, very recently at all, so that makes sense. <laughs> I'm a few episodes behind. (laughs) And I have another quote for you that kind of goes into it a little bit more. And then my own thoughts, of course, because it's my podcast. I can do what I want. (laughs) So, quote, ending the trade of wild turtles for food, medicine, and pets is also an important part of a global conservation strategy. CITES regulates trade by restricting international transport of the threatened turtle and tortoise species listed in its appendices. But, obviously, legal loopholes remain. The researchers urge the enforcement of existing laws, the enactment of new laws, closing loopholes, and increasing public awareness. End quote. Interesting. As far as here in the States, it tends to be best practice to not take any animals out of the wild, which I've gone over a million times, you all know. (laughs) Yes, leave them there. Leave them there, that's where they belong. You know the deal. But if you do find a turtle in need of help, make sure to call your local fish and game department or state police, and then they can connect you to a wildlife rehabber, or advise you what to do. Also, my most important turtle advice is that if there's a turtle in the middle of the road, please bring it to the side of the road, but bring it to the side of the road in the direction that they're traveling. Because if it's a female looking for a spot to nest, it's just going to travel right back across that road if you bring it to the side that it doesn't want to go to. Yeah. So it's a futile effort. 
<laughs> yeah, they're usually crossing for a reason. <laughs> exactly. And lastly, pet tortoises and turtles are a lifetime commitment. If you no longer want your pet, put it up for adoption and do not release it into the wild. That creates so many issues for your ecosystem if it gets established there. Even if it's a species that came, like, is native to the area, it's still just gonna, it's never lived outside, so it's still just gonna die when you release it into the wild. It's just... Yes, don't do that. (laughs) And I could go on and on and on about that, but I'll put some information up on our sources documents if you're interested. I can also answer any questions, too. Yeah. Has any. And finally, um, like like I always do, I'm just gonna mention my uh, favorite turtles in pop culture. Yes. <laughs> do you have a favorite? Oh God. Well, it would have to definitely. I was like a member to like the Franklin Book Club. Same. So like, I was like, I loved Franklin. So it would definitely have to be Franklin or, like, I never really watched the Ninja Turtles, but I really like them. Yeah, same. Franklin's obviously my favorite, which is why my tortoise was named after him. Yeah. And then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, duh. Crush and Squirt from Finding Nemo. Yeah. Squirtle from Pokemon. <laughs> Bowser and Bowser Jr. from... Oh my god. Mario. And I just had to mention this because I was looking up most famous uh, turtles in pop culture and the Wikipedia page said they had like a subheading of in politics and it said Mitch McConnell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the man does look like a turtle. He does look like a turtle. And that just, I was not expecting it and I laughed out loud. He is the Bowser of America. Oh, exactly. (laughs) Do you have any questions? Oh my goodness. No, I'm currently just trying to think of more, like, famous turtles, but... Yeah, I'm sure there are more, but those are my top. Yeah, there's... Is there a turtle in, um... What's the Disney princess movie that's in New Orleans? Oh, uh, Princess and the Frog? Yeah. <laughs> Is There's there definitely turtles in that. Maybe. Probably. I think even in, like, The Little Mermaid, there's turtles in that, like, swamp scene. <laughs> yeah. Right? Stay tuned next Monday and every Monday for new episodes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. We're on Instagram at Monday Mornings Pod, on Twitter at Monday Mornings P, and we have a Facebook page. If you have questions or topics that you'd like to have covered in a future episode, you can DM us whenever and wherever. And you can also email us at mondaymorningspod at gmail.com. You know the deal. If you enjoyed the episode, please write and review us on iTunes. Yeah, and if you do or if you've, if you've tried to do it, um, DM us and... Maybe we'll send you a sticker. Yeah, guys, I have so many stickers. I'm dying to send them out. Yeah. And if I know you, slash you're, like, near me, maybe I'll hand deliver it to you. (laughs) Maddie has a stack and I have a stack, so hit us up. Yeah. 
Well, as always, start your Monday mornings the right way with Maddie and Morgan. Bye. Goodbye. See you next week. Thanks for listening.